0: Hello and welcome back to the Nerd Stadger Podcast with me your host Luke, hope you're all doing well, hope you're all good. Then again, it's Halloween, so scratch that. I hope you're doing rotten, horrible, your life's terrible. (laughs) All the horrible nastiness of Halloween. Um, Welcome back to another one of my spooky episodes for this Halloween season. Um, But before I get into it, before I get on to the topic, one thing quickly I want to do. Bit promotion, same promotion as usual. Good business is always good. Um, It's World of Books doing uh, their promo. If you're a regular listener, you know what I'm going to say. So if you want to skip, you can, um, but still listen because you know you might have forgotten. So if you're a new listener, um, I want to say thank you to Water Books, uh, but also thank you to you, new listener, for listening. But also thank you to Water Books for sponsoring this show and sponsoring this episode. Um, they've given me a ten percent off discount uh, which you can use at checkout on anything in their store Uh, just use my code NERDY10 that's N-E-R-D-Y 10 at checkout or higher case to get yourself 10% off anything that you buy there anything for spooky seasons you want to buy yourself Stephen King um, a bit of uh, misery which is a fantastic book uh, Cujo or you can go to James Herbert you can go to Haunted or The Rats Um, I'm trying to think of is it uh, was it Dean Coots, yeah, I was trying to think of other horror writers, I don't read that much of horror writers, I'm kind of one lane I kind of read Stephen King or James Herbert so I'm kind of very boring in that respect, but whatever you know takes your fancy this Halloween, if you're in for a spooky uh, uh, thrill horror game or a spooky movie they've got loads to choose from so just get on there, they're always doing deals, use my code NERDY10 save yourself 10% off at checkout and save some money this Halloween so again, thank you to World of Books for sponsoring this episode. So, um, welcome back, as I said, to my spooky season as my spookiness of Halloween. I'm having a, a right fun with this one. I've got a lot more, bit, a few more bits planned. I think we've got about a week left of, as of recording this. Yeah, I think next week's our last week when it's actually Halloween. So, I've got something big planned for then. Um, but today, I'm going to be looking into and reviewing the movie. Event Horizon from 1997 um this year is a year older than me this year is 20 this 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 year this film should i say is a year older than me uh this film was 25 years old uh, it came out a year before i was born um I've never watched it in my life. I still haven't watched it yet. I'm pre-recording this intro because I'm really, really busy with all the things I've got planned. So I'm pre-recording a lot of these intros first. And then I get on to actually watching or playing or whatever it is that I'm going to talk about. Um, So I haven't watched it yet. But I figured as I do with all my reviews or whatever I talk about. I always have a bit of a story because, you know me, I'm a storyteller. I like to tell stories and I like to waffle. So this just gives me a perfect chance to get all the waffling out so I can get on with it when we get to the actual review. Um, And people seem to like my stories. Um, But this one, this story makes me seem like a bit of an idiot, to be honest. But I don't mind sharing because I trust you guys. This is a safe space. okay? this is a space where we can share and be open and be raw and no judgment. okay? But for a very very long time, and this is going to make me sound like an idiot, but I I I don't mind. Um, for a very long time, I generally thought this movie was a Disney film. Now, for anybody who's watched this movie, now again, like I said, I haven't, but I know certain things of it, and it kind of deals with very sort of um, satanistic that sort of horror. Um, but for anybody who's watched this movie, you know, you're probably sitting there going, "How could you think it was it was a Disney movie?" Um, and simply when I was younger. I watched a lot of sort of campy sort of sci-fi movies, you know, Flight of the Navigator, that sort of thing. Um, I think there was another one that was called uh, The The Black Hole or something like that. I think that was a Disney sort of film. Um, uh, The Last Starfire, these sort of things. And they had very sort of sci-fi sort of um, posters. Disney did a lot of those live action sort of um, Disney sort of films. So, you know, I would assume, again, that it was, from looking at the poster, it just looked sort of another one of those sort of Disney movies. Um, and whenever I saw it advertised on TV, they never advertised the horror parts of it. They always advertised, you know, kind of, it, it was kind of like whenever you wa- used to watch Aliens, for example, and you would only ever usually see them when they're in the in the Nostromo and they would be talking. And you have John Hurt there before he has the chest buster and Sigourney Weaver and all the other characters would just be sitting around talking. You'd only ever see those parts. And again, it would be the same with Sam Neill talking to um, I had his name now, then I've lost it. Um, I can't remember, but when he's talking of I think he's talking about, I'm trying to remember this, 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 the video, the one little section video that I saw when I was younger, I think he was talking about wormholes or the idea of having, t- how you can travel through space or something like that. Um, dimensional portals and that sort of thing, but I only ever saw that sort of size. So I just saw it as, well, it's just another sci-fi sort of movie kind of in the vein of like. Flight, well, not particularly Flight of the Navigator, but that sort of thing mixed in with the core, mixed in with like Armageddon, you know, kind of like a campy sort of um, science fiction, end of the world, space, epic, you know. And that was my, my, my thinking for a very, very long time. It wasn't until obviously I grew up and uh, I saw a lot of, like, I'm a big fan of Sam Neill. Anything that he's in, I will watch. One of my favourite Sam Neill movies. Surprisingly, is a movie that he's not in a lot, but I just really like him in the role. I love him in *Hunt for Red October*. Um, I think he, I think he plays the, the Doctor Alexei, I think. But either way, that's one of my favorite roles that he's done. Um, I, even though he's not in it a lot, I just really, really like Sam Neill. I think he's just a fantastic actor. Like he's really, really good in uh, the Robin Williams movie uh, *Bicentennial Man*. Again, he's only in it for the beginning. And it's my opinion, the beginning of that movie is the best. And then you start to move off to the middle, to the end. And it starts to get a bit sort of like this movie should have ended a bit sooner. But that's another video, another rant for another day about a different movie. Just want to come bring it back. You know, I do love Sam Neil. So I am looking forward to watching this movie. Um, But yeah, I can't believe for a very, very long time that I thought this was was a Disney film. Like, generally, I think you could take the movie poster of the ship and you could put, you know, Event Horizon and put like a a little Disney logo at the top and it would still kind of work. Even though this movie is far, 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 far away from anything that Disney would do. To me, it just has that look. Like, I could see it easily, like, in, in a Disney park next to, like, a, a poster of the Haunted Mansion. You know what I mean? Or the Tower of Terror. It just kind of just works. I don't know why. Maybe it's the colours. I don't know. Um, But I am looking forward to this film. Like, again, like I said, I love Sam Neill. I love space horror. I love whenever, like, movies go to Uh, The lengths of like satanistic sort of horror. Because it reminds me a bit of Dead Space. That sort of thing. And I love the Dead Space sort of series. Um, I've never watched any horror movies with Sam Neill. I haven't watched The Omen. So this would be my first time going into any sort of horror. With Sam Neill. So I don't know. If I like it or not, I have a feeling I will do because um, this movie, as I've been told by a couple of people, it's a cult classic. Um, it's very much beloved. It's better than a lot of people, like people gave it credit for in its day. Um, so I'm generally looking forward to getting into it. Um, and yeah, that, that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, like I said, I haven't watched it yet. I'm pre-recording this. So fingers crossed. I hopefully I get to watch it today as, re- as I'm recording this. And then I get to um, update you guys in a minute. Well, in a minute for you, but later for me, uh, my thoughts and feelings of it. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like I said, I enjoy the the genre, I enjoy the characters, and there are other characters in it, but that Sam Neil is just the standout. He's the one that I recognize the most. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. I think it's Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. It just randomly came into my mind. I'm like, I'm sure the other character is Lawrence Fishburne. I don't know. I'll find out. I want to figure it out anyway, but. Um, yeah, that's story time over. Um I just wanted to kinda of give you that so you guys can laugh at me. And also, as I mentioned, to get my waffle inside out so I can be a bit more precise. I'm still gonna waffle because 'cause I'm just the waffle king. Um but <laughs> but I, I I just wanted to give you that sort of background. Um, as I do whenever I talk about things that I talk about. I like to give a bit of a background so you know where to where you know where I stand with the movie. So when it or whatever it is I'm reviewing so when I go into it, um We have that sort of understanding, mutual understanding of where, you know, how I feel and blah, blah, blah and all that jazz. Um, So, yeah, I am going to start rambling now and we're going to get into review. So look at you, get to hear it now. I will tune in to watching it soon. And um, fingers crossed, uh, I like it or I don't like it. We'll see. But let's get into it, shall we? Enough rambling. Right so here we are right so I've just finished watching Event Horizon on on Netflix um overall I love it I I, I can see why this movie is such a cult classic because it just has everything that the story's great that the the characters and the actors do a fantastic job each one of them is defined um you know the the concepts behind it you know are not I know Weird, I'm talking about a horror movie and I'm about to quote Toy Story, um, but one of the big issues that I had with Lightyear was the fact of they did so many big, grand science fiction sort of um, technobabble that it, w- it was too big and grand for what it was, and when they actually started to implement the science fiction side of going faster than light and then travelling into the future. Um, it seemed to lose it and couldn't keep up with it and, they, and very much so that kind of was a detriment to the movie. With here though, the science is on point. They go to grand high high, like levels of science fiction and science fact, especially about space travelling the event horizon. The idea that you can bend space in such a way that you could create a wormhole or, or even a black hole and that instead of traveling from point A to point B, you bring point B to point A so that it's a zero point so that you could travel directly. That's the quickest way to get from one location to the next in the universe, is to basically bend space and pull it towards you. The ship never moves, but you, but the universe moves around you. I'm not going to get into it. It's very high concepts sort of sci-fi. And I don't want to confuse anybody, but just know if you can bend space in such a way that you can travel, that way, instead of going from point A to point B in a straight line, it's quicker and more proficient than having to say it would take you like thousands thousand years to get from here to somewhere else, where if you bend space, you could be there within a day, basically. Um, and that high concept just works. So I can understand with everything that I've just mentioned, why this movie is such a cult classic. Like. I found myself just enthralled. Usually, when I watch a movie or do a review, if it's a movie I've seen before, uh, or if it's a movie I'm seeing for the first time, I might check the time. I check my watch. I might look at my phone to see if there's any messages. With this, I hardly touched my phone. I was literally enthralled from start to finish. Um, just the, the 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 gravitas of of the story was great. Um, basically the the inklings of the, what the story is for anybody who hasn't watched the event of uh, the movie event horizon uh, is basically and um, the synopsis that they gives on um netflix is when a spaceship reappears after a seven year absence the rescue team sent to investigate encounters an om uh, oh god i really hate this word omnibus, ominous o-m-i-n-o-u-s uh, presence on board um Basically, this, this if you've seen the movie um, Ghost Ship, which is another cult classic movie that didn't do very well when it came out, but is very high regarded now. If you've seen the movie Ghost Ship, you've kind of seen this sort of film. Basically, um, the in this movie, the ship that was sent out uh, to the far reaches of our um, solar system uh, got to Neptune and basically disappeared uh, for about seven years. And then all of a sudden, it reappears out of nowhere with a distress signal for basically "come save us." So they send a rescue team out to go check it out. Once they get there, they find that there's no crew; the ship's been is practically abandoned. Um, there's de- there are a few dead people on board, um, but overall, you know, no signs of an attack or signs of explaining as to what it is or why or how. Um, it's, it's all just very much. Abandoned ship in the dead in dead space basically, and from there you start to unravel. Well, even before then, as they're going towards the ship, the, the movie does a great job of not just setting up the, the idea behind you know uh, space travel, and event horizon, and wormholes, and what the ship is and what the ship does, um, but also it does a very good set in the scene, sort of getting you to know each character. You get to know Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, you get to learn more about his character. What kind of uh, like because he is the commander of the ship of Lewis and Clark that's sent to go basically as part of the team that's going to rescue and figure out what happened at the Event Horizon. Um, you've got Sam Neill playing Doctor Weir. You get more of an inkling that he is already partly corrupted. Obviously, I don't want to go into spoilers just in case anybody's ever any watched it. But you, you get you start to get early hints that there might be some going on with him that it's calling to him and that he's like he's like a dark horse he's keeping stuff hidden but there are there are stuff going on but the crew is none the wiser um you've got all the other actors as well you also get like jolie uh, richardson playing lieutenant stark um who is kind of um one of, the, one of the, I think she's one of the uh, the people that helps the guidance of the ships. Um, you've got Jason Isaacs as DJ. He's the trauma doctor. You've got Kathleen Quillen playing Peters. She's another doctor. You've got uh, Jack Norsworthy who plays Justin. Sean Pertwee, John Pertwee's uh, son. He's in this. He plays Smith. Richard T. Jones playing Cooper. Um, you've oh, honestly, this cast is is so amazing each one of them just a fantastic job and you can one thing that i love is the fact of they they it just i'm trying to get my words out because i'm i'm really really excited so i do apologize if i start to stutter because i genuinely just love this movie and i want to watch it again and again it like it's it's a movie i can't believe it's took me so long to watch like i've wanted to watch this movie for years it's always been on my list never got round to it every time it's on tv I'll, say I'll sit and watch it but i never do um but I'm finally getting around to it, and I'm glad because it generally it's it's a really really good movie. Um, but as I was saying about about the cast, why this cast is so good and why I like it so much is the fact of even before the the events of the movie start to really sort of take hold and the movie starts to get going, when you originally just meet the crew of the um, of the ship of the rescue ship that's going to go to the Event Horizon. Already, you can feel that this is a crew that have been together for a long time. They know each other very, very well. They're close friends, close companions. Um, they've been through loads of missions. They, they are what you would expect uh, expect expect a real crew to be. And it was giving me major Alien vibes. Whereas, like when you, I first watched Alien, straight away you could tell that this crew is a crew. It's they're not actors pretending to be a crew. This is generally a group of people who have been together and done missions together and now they've just been put together in like a, a set in in a film and it just works. This is how well the characters are not just portrayed but also look and and have a, have the feel to them that they, they they're just they all do a great job and they all have their own quirks. You've got the comedian, you've got the stern captain, you've got the um, tw- uh, I will not say twiggy, but twiggy's the wrong word. The kind of um, the, the doctor DJ who plays is by Jason Isaacs, who's you can tell he's very, very clever and that he is very sort of not twitchy but a bit sort of like everything has to be sort of like if nothing makes sense, then it's more the fact of um. it's not real. You know, the fact he's 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 very calm. He's that kind of guy in that situation where it's like, no, it's not real. Calm down. It's hallucination. You know, he's, he's a very level headed sort of guy, but as you can, as you go through it and you meet all the other characters, you meet Smith and you realize that Smith is one of those guys, very much like the captain who was the pilot, who's very, who's kind of like, um, I don't want to be on this ship. I can tell this ship is evil. I don't want to be on it. I would rather be on my other ship repairing it. So he's, for the majority of the movie, you don't see a lot of him because he's repairing the ship. But he is kind of that character who kind of, he's you. He Smith's character is the audience. He's very much the fact of, there's something going on with this ship. Get off it. Why are you still on the ship? Why are we still here? Why are we splitting up? You know, stay together and... Cause that was me watching this movie i was very much the fact of don't go on your own why are you going there for we've all had the situation where we've seen what happens to certain people already why are you splitting up you know um so smith is very much the the grounded companion he's very much us that the 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 viewer of how we can see it and be like no don't do that don't go here don't go there why are you doing that for you know so i enjoyed that but One thing that also brings it together, not just within the characters and straight away, you can tell that there's a companionship between all of them and that Dr. Weir, Sam Neill's character is the fish out of water, is the odd one out of like, you can tell that they don't really want him there, that in all fairness, they didn't want to be on this mission that, you know, what's going on, tell us. And that kind of leads into the whole part of the story where it's like he's Dr. Weir's being very reluctant to tell him things. And and, sat, and like Lawrence Fishburne's character is like, listen, right, I can, w- we don't want you here. We don't want to be here. Right. But we, you've took us out of an early sort of leave, you know, a early break with our family. Just cut the shit. What's going on? And it, again, it's very much sort of laying the groundwork of, as the audience. Like, yeah, get on with it. You know, we've seen the spectacle. Why are we here? And it does. It explains to you, but it doesn't give you everything. It tells you what you need to know. Why you need to know it in the situations. Then it starts to um, get going. And then you get a little bit more expose. And slowly by slowly, bit by bit, the story starts to get unraveled to you. And it's it's just a great film. Going, and going back to what I was saying about the actors. As you start to see that the characters are spending more time on the ship and the ship is starting to affect each one of them in a different way. Some of them are seeing things. Some of them are hearing things. Um, that you can time to see that each character is slowly starting to lose it. And then you have certain moments where other characters are trying to calm them down. And as they're calming down, they're going a bit too far. Don't want to get into spoilers, but there there is a moment where one character basically goes, now, what the fuck, what we're we doing here? We, got, we can't be here. It's really starting to wig out for right, all the right reasons, not just, you know, for no reason, like all the right reasons properly starting to wig out. And one of the characters starts to restrain him. And as he starts to restrain him, um he just if for some reason he's just got a scalpel in his hand and he's got it to his neck and all the other characters and all the other sort of crew are looking at him like, Hold on a second you know, when they realise that what he's got he's got it to his neck it's like very much of like, Hold on, wait what? Calm down. You know, it's OK, it, it, it's not that serious, you know, and that's when the other character starts to realise, oh, God, I, I had a scalpel to your neck, I, you know, and you. it's very subtle. It's not reference, but you can tell the look on the crew's face and the look on, on the guy's face. He's got the scalpel to his neck and the guy that's got the scalpel in his hand, that things have gone too far, that something's going on here that's taking rational minded people and that making them lose it, making them lose their mind. Um. It, it was very much Dead Spacey. It was very much Aliens and Alien. Um, I don't understand why this movie isn't as popular as it is. I can understand why it's a cult classic. Because it's one of them movies that I could tell when this film came out. It probably wouldn't been appreciated as much as it is today. Um, that's because of the science behind it. We're a lot more accepting of the science and the idea of wormholes. And the idea of folding space and, and stuff like that and really high concept sci-fi, we're a lot more accepting to that now because it's more science fact than science possibility. You know, back in like the early, like when this was, came out in the 90s, it was very much the fact of it could happen, but it's not, we're not 100% that it's possible. Nowadays, we're a bit more sure that it, it is possible that we can do it. You just need a lot of energy. Pretty much the energy of, of a black hole is what you'd need to be able to power to To do it, so it's it's all about harnessing that. And as obviously, science has gone on and research has gone on, we've realised that it is possible. It just need a lot of power to do it. So I feel like we're a lot more accepting of it now than we was back then. Or it might be something else. It might be the fact that it was too high again, too high concept. It could have been too um, campy for some people, where it was like too campy science fiction. You know, maybe people like, well, I've seen this film before because Aliens and whatever. So there's there's generally loads of different avenues you could take it as to why this movie didn't do as well uh, as it should have back in 1997 and why it's seen as a cult classic now but i generally feel like this movie should have a resurgence that this film deserves a resurgence like I you can you can tell in my voice that there's loads of things that i want to say but trying to get it out I'm, I'm just tongue-tied because i generally have enjoyed it so much um Sorry about that. I know it's a bit confusing. Like I was I was on one tandem and then the dog, my dog started to bark, so I had to quickly pause it, come back, and I've lost my place. But I can't be asked to sit down and re-record all this again. Um, but basically, where was I? Ah, right. So I, I, I can't understand as to why it's taken me so long to watch it, but now I have. I'm really, really glad I have. Uh, one thing I do want to mention that did make me laugh, and it's not really important to the story. It is mostly... Um, Something that kind of made me giggle because I, I love seeing these things, in know, in sci-fi movies, especially old sci-fi movies. Um, people's predictions of what humanity is going to be like in the future, like 2001 A Space Odyssey, that, you know, it was assumed by 2001 we would be a face, <laughs> a, sp- a space varying race. Um, and obviously we're in 2022 and we're not, um, but it just kind of made me giggle. So it was something that I wanted to uh, bring up the little quotes at the beginning of the movie that kind of made me giggle. So, first it starts with in 2015 was the first permanent colony established on the moon, and then by 2032, commercial mining begins on Mars. Right? Then in 2040, deep space research vessel Event Horizon launched to explore boundaries of the solar system. She disappeared without trace beyond the eighth planet Neptune. It is the worst space disaster on record and i just like that i like when movies try to predict the future being like oh by 2015 uh we would have had a colony on the moon like it would have been nice if we would have a colony on the moon by now like generally if there were jobs up there i'd be like i see mom, i'm going to get a job on the moon i don't care if it's like sweeping floors i don't really care what the job is like happily take that job on the moon just to know that i'm on another planet and every time i look out the window i can see the earth you know that It's got to be one hell of a cool sort of feeling. Maybe one I'll ever get to feel in my life. Fingers crossed. uh, I'll get to go to space one day. Um, But I just like that in sci-fi movies. That when they do that. But um, before I move off to to a close. I do want to mention. That the visuals. On this movie. Like don't get me wrong. There are certain parts where you can tell. It is very late 90s. Early 2000s CGI. Uh, They don't use it a lot. I would say, but to a majority of the time, they use a lot of practical effects, and to a great effect. Um, I've always said from day one um, that practical effects are the best way to go in any sort of movie because if the practical effect is done well, it will stand the test of time, and that it will look good no matter how old the movie is. It will always look good, um, and we can see in it loads of times where you know the early two thousand, late 90s early 2000s everybody was using cgi nobody really knew how to use it properly only a few movies managed to use it um to a good uh, extent you know the mummy movies for example they used it really really well the other movies like um lost in space that just had that little weird monkey alien thing that just looked terrible um you know so some mov- movies used it well some movies didn't use it so well Um, but this movie uses practical effects. I think they use, it looks like ship models, like Star Wars did this. and I think Star Trek did it as well. Where whenever you'd see a ship flying through space, it was a model that they used and that they would build it themselves. Um, so I don't know if that's what they actually did, but it looks like it. The visually the, the, the ships, the, the rescue ship looks amazing. I love all, I love the design of, of what the ships look like. I just feel. honestly i feel so it sounds gonna sound silly it's gonna sound stupid i just feel so honored to be able to experience this film and again i know it sounds silly because it's just a movie but it it is a a good science fiction movie that i feel like came too early if this movie had come a, a bit later when we was a bit more accepting of a lot of the concepts that were being brought up in it and it was away from the whole Aliens sort of films, enough time had passed and that it was its own thing. Um, I think, again, I think it probably would have done a lot better. Um, but I feel like because of when it came out, it was close to, I think, what, the Aliens movies, and they had not long come out, and they were well known, and there were other sort of sci-fi, or so horror films out at the same time that I feel like people were just like, oh, not again. Can't be I can't be bothered for another science fiction horror. So I, I'm glad it's got a cult status now and that it's now being appreciated. And now I'm glad that I've watched it. And I hope that I've done a good enough job to convince you as to why you should watch it. But yeah, I, I don't have much more to say. Honestly, the visual's amazing. The practical effect's amazing. It's gruesome. It's 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 funny, but also it's quite... Spooky. It's a horror, but I, for me, I didn't find it scary. There were a few moments where, like, it was meant to give me a jump scare. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm watching it during the day and it's a different sensation of watching a horror movie during the day, or than it is to watch it during the night. Um, but none of it really scared me. Or maybe I'm just tough as nails. Maybe I'm just hardcore. Urgh, that's probably it. Yeah, I'm hardcore. That's why. Um, I don't know. But either way, this film, just for me clicked in all the right ways it just worked now it, granted if you listen to this review then you decide to watch it it might click with you it might not it depends on on your mindset you know if you're going in expecting um next level sort of um you know next level horror you might get what you're looking for but you might not get it as much you know it's it's the horrors there but it, it's more of a tension filled sort of thing the horror doesn't come in until near to the end really when things start to unravel. Um but the first part of the film is very much of setting the scene, setting the characters, give making a bond with the characters. So you the what it it does it in a good job, basically. It sets out of you the watcher, you don't know who why you're here, why what's going on, all you know there's a ship called the Event Horizon that's gone missing and it's now now appeared after seven years. You now meet this crew, you spend time with the crew, you spend time to get to know them. Each one of them has their own quirks. Um, Foibles, each one of them is human. You know, they, they are quintessentially, they don't feel like actors, they just feel like real people. Uh, the writing is just so well done. Then by the time you get to the event horizon and things start to happen, you start to have a connection with each character that you don't want certain characters to die. You don't want certain characters to be affected. and you get moments of of like, yeah, this is great. You know, you're a badass. You're going to live forever. And then things happen. You're like, oh, no, not that guy. You know, I know I don't sound very enthusiastic there, but you kind of get what I'm trying to say is the fact of you just, it takes time to start actually getting, it it gets to the point. But what am I trying to say? It gets to the point very quickly. But if you're coming for horror from beginning to end, you won't be so happy until the middle to the end of when it really starts to get horrific and starts to get very sort of sadistic and Satanistic and very, um, you know, pentagrams and blood and stuff like that. Like, if you want that, that comes around the middle to the end. But very much so, the movie begins just setting the scene, setting the objective, setting everything up. And if you can wait through that, I think you'll enjoy it. But overall, for me i love this movie as you can tell i'm excited and i feel i i am starting to question myself now of like this is this review any good i feel like it's a jumbled mess of just um opinions like i haven't written any notes as it's probably quite evident um i'm generally just riffing i've just not long finished watching the movie um i wanted to give this style of review a go i've been currently been doing it um for my um big reveal um my big big um spooky halloween sort of um episode that i'm going to be bringing out at the end of uh halloween um uh, which is like a non sort of scripted well i don't script anyway but no sort of bullet points generally just here's my thoughts this is what i think i've just finished watching it you know here it is um so i just thought I'd give this a go see if it works it is a bit disjointed and there are things i know i've missed out on um but I just thought I'd give this a go. And if it works, it works. If it, you know, I might do a few more of these just you know, straight out of the cinema, sort of straight out of the watching experience, giving my first impressions um, sort of thing. But um, yeah, let me know if you like it. But that has been Event Horizon. Um, I can't recommend it enough. If it's on Netflix here in the UK, so if you listen to this in the UK, um, Check it out there. I don't know if it's on Netflix or it can be found anywhere else. But if you can, wherever you are in the world, if you can find this movie, Event Horizon, check it out if you haven't watched it already. Or if you have watched it, you know you know how much, how good this movie actually is and how much of a cult classic it is. Um, or maybe you watched it, you didn't rate it, you didn't like it. Um, but either way, I think this movie's great. I'm glad I finally watched it. It's definitely going to be one that I watch more often. Um, it's a fantastic movie in general. It's not just one of those that you can just have to watch during the spooky season. It's one you can probably watch all year round, probably not at Christmas. It might ruin Christmas dinner a bit, uh, <laughs> but it is a good film. And for that, I can't rate it any higher. It's generally just a great movie. It's fun. It's interesting it's spooky high concepts great so um yeah as you can tell i'm really out of things to say so i'm going to end it now um and thank you very much for listening to this review i'm going to go cap it off to the end now so yeah that was event horizon um what do you think of it? You know, What do you think of this review? What do you think of the movie? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you feel like I'm talking absolute poop that this movie's not as good as I feel like it is? Um, maybe you like Luke on reflection. You might decide that this movie's not that great. Um, whatever you feel, whatever you feel like is is, is fair, whatever sort of opinions you have, um, please do let me know on Twitter at nerdsagic underscore pod. Also, I kind of hope that you guys enjoyed this style of review. I haven't done this style of review since I first actually began doing the podcast before i i did any sort of bullet points where i would just riff and then hopefully it would come out nicely um so if again if you like this style of review straight out of watching the movie my first opinions yes it's going to be a bit sporadic and it's going to be a bit sort of um a mess um it's not going to be as focused as um a more sort of bullet pointy sort of episode. If you like it, if you don't like it, all that jazz, again let me know on Twitter at nerdsagic underscore pod. I'd love the feedback. Any sort of feedback at all, even if you are just saying, Luke, this was a pile of shit. I was like, okay, fine. If that's what you feel, you know, it's a bit mean. You could have been a bit nicer about it, but if that's what you feel fair enough, I'll try to work on being less shit in the future. Um or if he's gonna be, you know whatever you, you know, if you're gonna be a bit of praise. Well look, you're right, you know, I don't like the movie, but I respect your views. I love it. Well, whatever you feel like is fair, you know. The fee, all feedback is good feedback. Um, also, you know, God did a bit of boring stuff, but you know, you can find this uh, podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcast. You can even find me on Audible. You can find uh, the podcast on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and type in the Nurse Asher podcast, and so look for my flaming face, and you'll find me there um also if you listen to this on spotify don't don't forget to give me a rating if you go down to my profile there's a little star there if you click on the little stars you can be able to get a chance of rating the uh show from one star to five star five stars best thing ever in your life you know you just feel absolutely amazing after you've listened to this you've listened to my voice you're in love with me you want to marry me you know um one star, worst thing ever heard in your life. Uh, Vogon's doing poetry that your ears are bleeding and you just want to die, right? Whatever you feel like is fair, um, then give me a rating. It really, really does help because the higher my rating, uh, the higher up I go on to Spotify's, Spotify, Spotify's uh, podcast list, and then more people get to check, find, discover my show and get to listen to it and all that jazz. Um, and yeah, that, that's all that stuff. But um. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, this is my... I think would be my second to last. I've got a few more in the can. Um, I've got one really cool one to come with uh, and a friend of mine for next week. Uh, and then we've got my big episode that's coming near to the end of... Hall- well, say the near end of Halloween. The end of October. And I'm hopefully, if I, can, if I can get it done in time, hopefully that will drop Halloween Day. Um, but also if i can squeeze it in if i'm not too busy i have a an extra special episode that i'm going to do no spoilers of yet i'm not going to ruin it um but an extra special sort of um episode that i'm planning to do that will only be a short one it will be a bonus episode just before the end of halloween so look out there might be a two for two for one on the same day um so keep an eye out for that but um otherwise thank you for listening to this episode of the Nerd Sergeant Podcast. Hopefully you stay tuned. Hopefully you come back for more. Uh, as always, tell your friends, share. Um, anybody you think you'd be interested, definitely uh, let them know. Um, I would be greatly appreciate that. And um, yeah, so as always, thank you for listening to me, Babylon. Thank you for listening to the Nerd Sergeant Podcast. And I will check you. Well, check you. I will see you. Yes, yeah, I'm still excited. I'm still getting tongue-tied. Um, I will see you In the next one. Right then, guys. See you later.